0: What an honor it is to be here with you today. If you take your Bibles, we will go to the book of Revelation, chapter number 3. Book of Revelation, chapter number 3. I'll start with verse number 11. And I want to say how um, honored and privileged that we feel to be here in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And uh, it was... uh, It was... Sometime last year that we uh, we came and we stayed in a cabin up here in the mountains or hills or whatever you call them. I call them mountains because where I'm from everything's just flat. And uh, anyway, uh, we uh, we you know we could see that theme park from where we were staying, and uh, so I guess we could have saw the church as well. Um, but I'm we're so honored to be here, and I give honor to your pastor. Pastor Moats, uh, this, is, this is our first time uh, to meet I give honor to him and uh, his wife and family and I uh, I'm so inspired by their story already uh, just a little bit that I've known or that I know from him telling me uh, looks like they built a church here in Hot Springs Amen I'm looking forward to the future so glad to have my wife with me, my wife Cindy, my boy Ezra, my boy Elias, and my little girl Abigail, is here with me today and uh, also I want to give honor to uh, to my friend jeremy Moats and uh, i'm I'm looking forward to being in Magnolia if it just don't blow up tonight but uh I'm looking forward to being in Magnolia tomorrow night and uh Let's get into the word of the Lord. I'm not preaching for you to shout today. Uh, I really feel like I've got a word for this church tonight. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, chapter number 3, verse number 11, Behold, I come quickly. Does anybody believe that Jesus is still coming? Yeah. Behold, I come quickly. Hold That fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar. Somebody say a pillar. In the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. I want to preach to you from this subject tonight, God's created pillars. God's created pillars. Good to see my friend Nathan Eddy in the room, he's grown to be one of my closest friends. I honor them. Uh, They probably shouldn't have made this drive to come hear me tonight. Uh, I don't know. You drove two and a half hours, didn't you? Well, it means I need to preach long tonight. Somebody say three hours. I'm not going to preach that long, I promise. God's created pillars. Let's clap our hands as we're seated across the room tonight. Somebody say pillars. The very first place in our Bible that we see the word pillar in the word of God is found in Genesis chapter number 19 and verse number 26. The Bible says, speaking of Lot's wife, but his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar pillar. Of salt, if you attended Sunday school or if you've been in the church for any amount of time, uh, it would uh, I'm sure that you remember the story or maybe you don't know the details or uh, maybe you don't know all the details of what was going on, but you at least know about the woman who was turned to a pillar of salt, maybe. You don't remember everything else but you remember her the reason that is is because pillars are remembered pillars are remembered by men maybe i am a little different than you but oftentimes while reading the word of god or even hearing bible stories there are questions that will come to me one of the questions that came to me when reading this story and hearing this story oftentimes was, why did God choose to turn Lot's wife into a pillar of Saul? We know that this was the judgment of the Lord that came because she turned back and she looked at that city of sin that city of Sodom and the city of Sodom and Gomorrah we know that that is why that she became a pillar of salt but, but my question is why salt God could have chosen anything to turn her to she she could have been a pillar of wood she could have been a pillar of stone, a pillar of gold she could have been a pillar of crispy cream donuts or Hershey's chocolate She she could have been a pillar of anything. Surely there's a reason that God chose salt. Uh, We we know that God never does anything on accident. Every detail matters throughout his word. And I begin to look into this. And if you were to do a study of the geographical location of where scholars and where theologians believe that the land, of Sodom and Gomorrah was located. Remember, this city was completely and totally wiped out. Fire fell from heaven and wiped out this city. But if you were to look and see where scholars and theologians believe that Sodom and Gomorrah was located, you would see that they believe for it to be very close to, even some say, right there in the midst of where the Dead Sea is located. And if you know anything about the Dead Sea, you know nothing lives there for a few reasons. Number one, it has something that flows into it, but nothing flows out of it. Well, somebody write that down. You preach a message about that. But but the, the other reason that that nothing lives there is because there's such a high salt content that is there. Uh, there, No fish will live. No plants will live there because there is such a high content of salt there. So much so that nothing can live. If this be true, then we can see the reason that God chose the salt. Lot's wife became a product of her surroundings. She began, she became a product of what was around her. She became a pillar of her unholy, salty world. I've come to tell you today that you will be a pillar of something. You will either be a pillar remembered for what you did in this world or Is a pillar. A pillar bears weight. A pillar don't move whenever the storm comes, but a pillar stands when everything else is leaving and everybody else is moving. It's a pillar that is planted on a firm foundation. I've come to preach to you today and tell you, you will be a pillar somewhere. You'll God, or you'll be a pillar of a- a- or you'll be a pillar of drugs. Or that'll be your story. You'll be a pillar of an affair. That'll be your story. You'll be a pillar of failed marriages and somebody that never got it together. But I've come to tell you there's got to be somebody that stands up on a Monday night and says, God, I believe there's a place for me in the kingdom of God. I believe there's a place. It don't matter what my past looks like. I'm gonna be a pillar. I don't, it don't matter if I've been in this for 20 years or I just got here. I'm gonna be a pillar and I'm gonna bear weight in the house of the Lord. Pillars bear weight. You don't have to worry. If a pillar is going to be there or not. Pastor Moats, you knew the ones that would be here tonight. And there were some that were uncertain. Those ones that were uncertain, that's not a pillar. Oh, but I want to tell you, them pillars are the ones he said, Oh, if I call prayer prayer meeting, I know they're going to be there. If I call work day, I know they're going to be there. If I call bake sale, I know they're going to be there. And I know they're going to buy. Why? Because a pillar bears weight. And a pillar don't say this is the worship service. A pillar says this is my worship service. A pillar don't say this is the pastor. The pillar says this is my man of God. And there's nobody that can change it. Let me tell you, we're living in a day where people change churches like a game of hopscotch. They jump from this one to this one to this one to this one. Let me tell you, the best thing you can do is plant your feet and say, I'm not leaving. I'm going to grow. I've never seen, I've never seen, a, uh, I've never seen a tree that was uprooted every three months bear any fruit. Oh, I want to tell you, I got a tree in my backyard. Sometimes I look at it and I think it's dead. It's a lemon tree. And I'm telling you, it'll, it'll bring lemons. It'll bring lemons the size of softballs. I'm not even kidding with you huge lemons oh but there's been two or three times we'd have a freeze that came through Uh, and I look and I'd say well baby it looks like the lemon tree's dead oh but I want to tell you it'd stay there oh and it would it would suck up all them nutrients from the ground hey it may be a little bit of a season before it produces anything but it won't be long I'll look at this hey we got lemons on the tree again why because if you'll stay you can produce do something if you'll stay you can grow if you'll stay I know there's somebody you're looking at your life and the devil's telling you you might as well jump ship you better go somewhere else you better figure some mess out honey that's what the devil does it's the voice of uncommitment it's the voice of disloyalty stand and say man of God preach to me whatever you want to say to me say it to me Hear me right now. I preach to you as someone that is planted. I go all across the United States of America. I've been overseas. But as far as I know, I've never been anywhere that my pastor didn't know I was. Never. Right here tonight, my man of God knew I was here. My man of God knew I was here. Oh, and there's safety in it. Hey, I want to tell you there's a lot of people. They'll go from church to church trying to be used. I've seen them have to change their name on Facebook three and four times because they kept jumping around. Honey, let me tell you, I want to be the same. I want to be the same man that I've always been. I want to be submitted. I want to be committed. I w- Hey, I'm pulling for somebody right now that's dealing with lies, telling you, go find another church. That's the worst thing you can do. You're right. You're by the rivers of water. There's a flow here. Oh, that's why the psalmist said, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. How would somebody lift up your hands and say, God, I'm staying? God, I'm staying. God, I'm staying. I'm not going nowhere. I want to be a pillar. Genesis 28 and 18, after an encounter that Jacob has with the angels, the Bible says that Jacob rose up early in the morning and he took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. That scripture, Genesis 28 and 18, the Bible said that he took the oil and he poured oil on the pillar. Jacob poured oil upon the pillar. I come to preach to you that pillars are anointed. Oh, we, want, we all want the oil to run on our life. We all want that bondage-breaking anointing oil to come on our life. But, honey, I want to tell you how it happens. It happens when you say the storm is coming, but I'm not moving. The rest of my family thinks I'm crazy, but I'm not moving. I've got opportunities elsewhere, but I'm not moving. Hey, let me tell you, I cannot tell you how many times I've had men hint around about me coming on staff. I can't tell you how many times that we've had offers that was outside of my pastoral council. I'm not going to take part in that. I'm going to stay where I belong. I'm going to be a pillar, and I'm going to bear fruit. I'm trying to help somebody tonight, and I'm going to tell you, you're always going to have another opportunity. But you've got to understand that not every opportunity is a God opportunity. I've seen people, I've seen people make $5 more an hour, move their family across the country, and lose the lives of their family, lose the souls of their family. What am I telling you today? I tell you every opportunity is not from God. You've got to lift up your hand. Let me help somebody. That's why every call that comes. That's why every opportunity that comes, I run it through my man of God. There's a voice, there's a voice, Brother Motes, that says, well, I'm anointed and I can do whatever I want to do. Let me help you tonight. The Bible says that that Moses, the biggest mistake that he ever made was when he looked one way and saw there was no man. He looked another way and saw there was no man. And it was that day that he became a murderer. He killed the Egyptian and he hit him in the sand. But the Bible says that he gets to the land of Midian. And the Bible says he was content to dwell with the man. He had never had a man in his life that he was submitted to. He had never had a a man in his life. Oh, that he could call his man a God. But I've got to tell you, it was so powerful. Oh, he said, said, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Jethro said, all right, boy, get this staff, and I want you to lead these sheep. And he begins to lead these sheep on the backside of the desert. Oh, and the Bible says that he finds a burning bush. And God begins to call him, and God begins to speak to him. You're going to go before Pharaoh, and you're going to say, "Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people." You're going to let it. You're going to say, "Let my people go." And he said, "And guess what? He's not going to let him go." But then, and then Moses, I'm going to stretch forth my hand and smite Egypt with my wonders, and he will let them go. Moses was going, being called to be the deliverer. but you better go back and look at it cause he didn't, he didn't he didn't saddle up everything he had he didn't get his trailer ready and go let me tell you what he did he went to Jethro oh wait a minute he was called of God he was called of God oh God told him you're gonna go before Pharaoh he said I'll go before Pharaoh but not until that man tells me I can go And the Bible says, he goes before Jethro, and he says, I I won't leave you if you don't want me to leave you. I'm not going unless you tell me. And Jethro said, go on, boy, you can do it. And he leads the children of Israel out of Egypt. Why? Because he had the blessing of another man. And here comes. Here comes a... Here comes an old man with a crooked finger because Moses, he's sitting there and there's lines as far as he can see of people that he's counseling and he's withering away. He's got the biggest church, he's got the biggest church around, and all of a sudden here comes that old man Jethro again and he's got a crooked finger and he points it in his face. And oh, Moses, he ain't got so big in his ministry that he can't be corrected. His soul is on the line. His health is on the line. And the Bible says that Jethro, Jethro looks at him and says, you need to change your whole leadership scheme that you have here. And if it wasn't for a, for Moses being willing to listen to a man of God, you want to know why he could listen to a man of God when his church was big? It's because he listened to a man of God before he had the church. I've got to tell you today, hey, you can do this right where you walk hand in hand and you say, I'm a pillar. I'm a pillar and I'm not leaving you. Lift up your hands in this place right now. I had a man call me. I had a man call me, and he said, Brother Fish, I heard that you have a miracle ministry. I heard places you go that people get healed and demons come out and all kinds of stuff. He said, I want you to come, and I want you to come be with me. He said, man, I am fighting. He said, I am fighting the greatest attack from hell that we have ever faced. I said, really? He said, man, we've been in the he said, my family's been in the hospital. I don't, I think he said like 15 times in a month. Just crazy Churches church is falling apart. He said, we've got physical manifestations of devils showing up in people's homes. He said, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I want you to come and preach a revival. I said, bro, who's your pastor? He said, I he said, I ain't got a pastor. I said that I ain't coming. He said, what do you mean? I said, I can't walk. I said, bro, you are in a battlefield that is uncovered. You're in a battlefield with no armor. you got to have a man of God in your life. He began to argue with me. No, it don't have to be that way. He began to say, who was Moses submitted to? I said, Jethro. He got mad, hung up the phone, called me two days later. He said, man, he said, I just want to let you know. He said, I've been, he said, when I got off that phone with you, he said, I was so convicted. He said, I begin to pray and seek God. He said, the last, he said, I, I, I called a man and I submitted myself to him and said, I give you veto power in my life. Whatever you've got to tell me to do. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, I want to tell you. He said, he said, all that. he said, I felt it. He said, when I submitted myself and we made this thing legit, he said, I felt like something lifted up off of me. He said, all the attack of the adverse, you got to have a man of God in your life. I come to tell you this isn't, this isn't pie in the sky. This isn't about being a dictator. But I want to tell you there is, there is, there is safety in covering. There is safety in covering. Oh, lift up your hands and let your voice out. Somebody got to make up your mind. I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying. I'm staying, I'm staying. The devil ain't taking my family out of this church. The devil ain't taking my family out of this church. I'm staying. There's got to be a young person that says, I hear the call of the world, but I'm going to follow the call of God. I hear the call of the adversary, but there's the call. Pillars are anointed. Lift up your hands in this place right now and talk to the Lord. Exodus. The 13th chapter, in verse number 21, we're right smack dab in the middle of the Exodus. And the Bible says, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. The pillars were those things that led Israel as the people of God depended on them day and and night for direction and light. Pillars are not here today and gone tomorrow, but pillars always stay. We are, hey, I wanna tell you, somebody in this room, you wanna be a leader, but I wanna tell you, you're never a leader first, you're a pillar first. You're a pillar first. Everybody wants to lead. Everybody wants to position. But I want to tell you, if you'll learn how to stand and you'll learn how to stay, I want to tell you, God will make room for you. Exodus fourteen and twenty four says, and it came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked upon uh, looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. Look with me here tonight. We can see as they're trying to cross the Red Sea, and we can see oh that the adversary that the that Egyptian that bondage oh. That that spirit of sin is trying to pull them back into Egypt. Um, what did God do? Oh, the Bible said that God... God sent a pillar to stand right in between the church of the living God and the adversary. Hear me right now. And the Bible said that this troubled the host of the Egyptians. I want to tell you, hell does not know what to do with a pillar hell don't know what to do with a pillar the Bible said that God he could have sent 10,000 angels but he rose up a pillar of fire right in the middle I want to tell you there's somebody in this room you know what it's like for the adversary to trouble you but I've come to preach to you what it takes to trouble the adversary if you will just stand when nobody else is standing if you will say I'm not leaving I'm not moving. But God is going to come through for me. I could leave. I hear the footsteps and the hooves of the rider and the horses. But I'm not leaving. And there's nothing that the devil can throw at me that's going to stop me from living for God. The most valuable attribute in, the ch- in a child of God is not his talent. It's not her song. But it's, it's, it's their ability to stand. Because <sighs> if you can stand, you can trouble the adversary. Oh, I'm thankful for all those that were up here singing and playing, but I want to tell you, I know we felt power, but I'll tell you where the real power is. Oh, whenever, listen to me, listen to me, whenever you're in your home and the adversary's coming against your mind and the adversary's saying, why don't you just go ahead and go back and get you a little drink? Why don't you go back and just, you know what, you're stressed. Why don't you light up a cigarette? Oh, and you got all this stuff pulling at your mind. I want to tell you where the most power is. When you stand up and you square back your shoulders and say, devil, you don't know who you're talking to. To tell you, quit second guessing your power. There's power in your stand. There's power in your stand. Oh, I wish somebody right now would lift up your hands. You can make it. You can make it, sis. The devil's a liar. You're going to trouble him with your stand. Come on, somebody. Some of you that's been having doubts, some of you that's been having questions, you need to stand up in the midst of it all and lift up your hands and say, I'm staying, I'm staying. I'm standing and I'm staying. That's how you give hell a head Listen to me. Exodus chapters 26 and 27 shows us it was the plan of God for pillars to stand in the tabernacle. There were great pillars in Solomon's temple. You can stand, you can do whatever, whatever you want to do, but I got a word for tonight. Hear me right now. There were pillars in Ezekiel's temple every great temple every great synagogue every great church in your Bible had pillars I've come to tell you that God is ready to raise up some more pillars in this church and I have come tonight to convince you that you can be one you can that bears weight in the kingdom of God. You can be one that makes a difference in the kingdom of God. (laughs) Lift your hands and let your voice out right now. Listen to me. The Bible said, if you listen to me, the Bible says in Judges 16 that there's a man, his hair has been shaved off, his eyeballs have been plucked out. His freedom has been stripped from him. He's been grinding at the prison house. And the Bible says that there comes a day in Judges 16 and 26 that the Philistines, the ones that are mocking him, the ones that are claiming a final victory over him, oh, he had made some mistakes and hell was happy about it. But the Bible said that Samson in Judges 16 and 26, it says, and Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand suffer me that I may feel the pillars I know we're praying but listen to me let's stop praying for a minute I got a word for somebody tonight he said suffer me that I may build the pillars whereupon the house standeth that I may lean upon them we know that Samson would get a hold of them pillars and the whole. Uh, he'd, he'd bow himself, he'd push them over, and, and, and the e- entire top floor would fall through, killing the Philistines. His greatest victory. But there was something that got a hold of me. Brother Cooper, you want to help me preach tonight? Come up here. There was something that got a hold of me. The Bible says, Cooper got, give, give me a hand, Cooper got the Holy Ghost the other day. Whoa! I believe God's got a, I believe God's got a purpose for Cooper. Hear me. The Bible said, the Bible said that, oh, blind Simpson, he doesn't call, he doesn't call on the elders. He doesn't call on the one. He he doesn't call on the architect. He doesn't call on the ones with gray hair and some wisdom. But he calls and puts all of his trust, Brother Moats, he puts all of his trust in a child. And I got to thinking, on my dying day, on my last battle, on my last victory, I'm not going to call on a lad. Give me the biggest warrior and soldier that you got. But then I quickly realized that it doesn't take an elder. It doesn't take a soldier. It doesn't take a warrior to recognize a pillar. Even the youngest of the young know who the pillars are. You go ahead and ask your children. They know who's been praying up here. They know who's been here. They know who's been laying out. Hey, let me tell you. Hey, there's something about a pillar. They're easily recognized. I come to tell somebody, somebody, you need to do this for your family. You need to do this for your son. You need to do this for your daughter. Hear me right now. This is multi generational. Maybe you didn't have a good child life. Maybe your daddy was abusive. But there's got to be something that stands up on the inside of you. and says, I will raise a godly generation. I will raise a, a generation that knows how to dance. I will raise a generation that knows how to fast and knows how to pray. Hey, how about it, daddy? God wants to know. Are you willing? to be a pillar pillars stand pillars stay pillars fight and pillars don't quit I'll never forget I I preached my first message at 15 years old I had a 10 minute slot I had 75 pages of notes and I I went I think like 3 minutes and 27 seconds and I preached and give everything I got. Man, you know, I kind of, I walked out that pulpit, man, and I knew nobody knew what I said that night. Because I didn't know what I said. And I walked around the edge, and I don't know where I was going. I was just walking. You know what? I had given up on my ministry. (laughs) And I walked to the foyer. I don't know, maybe I was going to the bathroom to put my head in the toilet or something. I don't know. But there was an elder, her name, she's dead and gone now, but her name was Sister Sybil Rudisell. And I will never forget, she was one of the greatest encouragers that God ever created. You you want to know something? We better get back in the church. I want to tell you a major lack in the church right now. We've got to get a hold of that ministry of encouragement. That when you see somebody struggling and you see somebody failing, you don't bring it up at the dinner table to to talk to everybody else about it. But you go to that person and you grab them by the hand and say, hey, you may be struggling, but no, I'm holding you up. Bible said that Jesus looked at Simon Peter he said Simon Simon Satan desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat but he didn't stop there he said but I have prayed for thee the greatest man that ever walked in shoe leather that had the ability to say all this really is about me Jesus Christ looked at someone else And said, I'm praying for you. Sister Sybil Rudiselle, she grabbed a hold of me. And she, I'll never forget. She grabbed a hold of me. Grabbed my hand. And she said, Taylor Fitch, that was the most powerful anointed preaching that I have ever heard in my life. And she began to cry and speak in tongues. And I sat there, my ministry was over, but I sat there as she shook me, and I began to think, my goodness, I know she's heard some preaching in her life. And she just said, that was the most anointed thing that she ever heard. And there was something that happened in my spirit that says, you can do this, boy. Keep on preaching. I want to tell you, she it was this woman that was a pillar. She was the first person you would see at the door. As far as I know, she never sang a solo, never preached a message, never gave a word, never gave prophecy. I want to tell you, this woman by herself, she probably outgave. She probably outgave the whole church when it came to missions by herself. When she got into into the church, they owned a a store and they would give, they would brought the biggest checks to missions of our church. She She was a pillar. Somebody say a pillar. But then the day came and she wasn't encouraging nobody because she reached the place where her mind... Got attacked by that dreadful disease. She was put into the nursing home. She didn't know her family. Bishop White would go and try to visit her. And she didn't know Bishop White. Her kids would come in. And they wouldn't. And she wouldn't know who they were. She'd scream and say that there were people in her room. She'd scream and say that somebody was trying to hurt her. I want to tell you she was severely tormented in her old age. I want to tell you, but, but there, was some, there was something about her that I never forgot as long as I lived. And that was that when this woman, she would have such a tormented life as an elder. Oh, every Sunday morning... She wouldn't know what day it was. She wouldn't know what time it was. But every Sunday morning, they'd find her in the corner of the room. And she'd be rocking and talking in tongues. Hakata And they'd walk in and they'd say, Miss Sybil, is everything all right? And she'd look at them with that look as if she was lost. And she'd say, I'm a door person. I belong at the door. And she'd stop and she'd rock and she'd press and she'd pray. And they tried to comfort her. She didn't even know her own name. But there was, hey, I want to tell you, when her mind was gone, her spirit was still in tune. Why? Because she was a pillar in the house of the Lord. God's looking to raise up them kind of men. And them kind of women and then them kind of young people in this church here tonight. But I know what you're thinking, preacher. I want to be a pillar, but I have too many hang-ups. I want to be a pillar, but I've been hurt. I want to be a pillar, but I got offended. I want to be a pillar, but I failed over and over and over again. I want to be a pillar, but I've been in sometimes and I've been out. I want to be a pillar but I took a few weeks off of church I want to be a pillar but I got distracted I want to be a pillar but I let my pastor down I want to be a pillar but I didn't sh- I was late to praise team practice and I never came back I want to be a pillar but I used to play an instrument it's been so long since I did that I just I just been sitting back because I'm so undependable. hear me right now I come to preach to you in this room today hey there say you're saying, there's no way I could be that consistent. There's no way I could bear that much weight. There's no way I could be that dependable. There's no way I could be a pillar in the house of the Lord. But I've come to preach tonight that pillars don't just become pillars. But pillars are created by God Himself. You look around this room tonight. You go to the pillars in this church, the one you, you know what I'm talking about, the ones that help this thing go. Everybody that shows up don't help this thing go. Hey, there's people that that are that they're bearing weight and they're there early and they're there late and they're praying in prayer meetings. And they're pushing and they're going and they hey, I want to tell you every single one of them, they haven't always been a pillar. There were times that they're facing the same things that's in your mind right now. I come to tell you everything that you're dealing with physically, mentally, and spiritually, somebody's already dealt with it and somebody's already beat it. Oh, but you don't know the offense and you don't know the insecurity and you don't know the hurt. Hey, maybe I don't know your kind, but I know my kind and I know what it's like to deal with it. But I've come to tell you that, oh, if it was just my decision alone to just say, well, I'm going to be a pillar and I'm going to clean up and I'm going to do better. I want to tell you, it's not that easy, but I've come to tell you every recipe has key ingredients. But when it comes to the pillars of the Lord, there's only one key ingredient that he needs it has nothing to do with your family it has nothing to do with your pastor who you are or what you're doing or where you've been it, it, it don't matter if you can sing or if you can't carry a tune in the bucket if you can preach or if, you, or if you've never preached before hear me right now I've come to tell you there is one key ingredient for God to make a man or a woman a young person a pillar I want you to throw that scripture up there Revelation chapter number 3 and verse number 12 uh, there is one key ingredient to becoming a pillar him that overcometh. that's not real deep tonight surely there's more than that surely I've got to have a a certain pedigree no 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 There's just got to be a time in your life where you stand up in the midst of everything going on and you say, I'm about to beat this thing. Uh, God said, there's some things that I can't make a singer. There's some things I can't even make a preacher, but give me an overcomer. Give me somebody with a fight on the inside of them that says, I'm going to get up and Then God begins to say, them. Oh, you can have the you you can sing the best solo in the church. That don't make you pillar material. You can, woo, you can do the you can you can be the, the church cook and you can be the one that everybody looks like. Hey, let me tell you that don't make you a pillar. Oh, but when you're sitting at when you're sitting at home and you're thinking of all the reasons why maybe you don't have to go to church tonight And something on the inside of you says no But I'm taking Then, then God can reach down. It don't mean you're never going to mess up. You're still going to fall short. You're still going to err. Oh, but when the drug addict says, you know what? I'm going to fight till I'm clean. I'm going to fight till the drugs are gone. I'm going to fight till it gets better. When the marriage is falling apart and you say, honey, we're going to pray. Pillars bear weight. Pillars stay. Pillars stand. But before they were ever a pillar, they fought. I've come with a very simple message. That is God desires to raise up pillars in this church. We always say it, Lord, you won't put more on me than... I can bear. I want to tell you that goes for everything, including your revival and your harvest. Can you bear it? Are there enough pillars for the next phase of what God's wanting to do in this city? That's what this service is about right now. God's looking at every young man every man every young lady every marriage and he's saying where's the fight if I can find a fight in you I can raise you up to help bear weight in this city hey I've come to preach right now and tell you it don't matter who your daddy is it don't matter how many times you've been hurt it don't matter how many times you second guess your calling your ministry or your position or location I come to tell you if you'll stand up and say I'm not going to quit until I get to where God has me I'm not going to quit fighting until he changes me I'm not going to quit shouting and dancing until he does something in my world so the whole reason I come tonight is for this reason tonight I come to tell somebody it's time to get your fight back It's that simple. It's time to pray again. It's time to fight again. It's time to talk in tongues again. I know it's been a while since you stepped out, but it's time to step out again. Why? Because I got to overcome. I know maybe you're dealing with something. Guess what? Everybody in this room, oh, they've had the same thoughts. They've dealt with what you're dealing with, but you've got to make up your mind. I'm going to fight again. Everybody in this room right now, I want you to get as close to the altar as you can. And I want you to throw up your hands right now. And I want you to begin to tell the Lord, God, there's some things I've got to fight for. We don't need no piano player. We don't need no music. We got to get a hold of a fight. Hey, you can have that ministry, but you got to fight. Come on. You can have that ministry, but you got to fight. Come on. You can have that gifting, but you got to fight. You can bear weight in the kingdom of God, but you got to make up your mind. I may not be a singer. I may not be a preacher, but Lord have mercy. I will be an overcomer listen to me every hand lifted listen to me Every hand lifted, every mouth closed for a minute. Every hand lifted. I want you to get it in your mind what you're fighting right now. Get in your mind what you're facing. Get in your mind the struggle. Get in your mind the addiction. Get in your mind the lie the devil's been telling you. Get in your your mind everything that you've been facing. And I challenge you to put your head down. And I want you to drive as far as you can past that thing and say, devil, I'm going to overcome. You thought that you talked me out of it. You thought that I was done praying about it, but I'm going to fight some more. I'm going to press some more. Oh, I'm done preaching tonight, but it's time to let the fight rise in you. It's time to let the fight rise in you. You are who God's called you. You are who God said you are. Lift up them hands and fight nobody looking around everybody fighting nobody looking around everybody praying nobody looking around everybody reaching It's time to fight again. It's time to pray again. Come on, you can break through. You can break through. Pray till you get past it. Pray till you speak in tongues. And then keep praying. Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. I will get up. cometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go no more out what's that mean that means I'm staying I'm staying devil you can't talk me out of this come on pray come on lift your voice Come on, you gotta pray. Every one of us, close our eyes and pray. Fight past every lie. Fight past every lie. It's a good night for a breakthrough. It's a good night for a breakthrough. 割と入ればはい <laughs> Somebody make up your mind. God's going to get the glory out of my life. Come on, somebody make up your mind. The devil ain't calling the shot in my life. The devil ain't calling the shots in my life. The devil's not telling me who I'm going to be, but I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome.